Verulam Sports. Hello and welcome to Verulam Sport Podcasting. And uh, I'm excited now to be joined on the line by St Albans' own European Tour Golf referee, Gary Tate. And he and I are going to unpack the historic US Masters from last weekend. Welcome back, Gary. How you been keeping? Hey, good evening, Tony. Yeah, I'm not too bad at all. Not too much surviving sort of semi-lockdown, doing a bit of work and, and then uh, talking to you. So, yeah, not too bad. How are you doing yourself? Well, as I was saying to you, Gary, the world gets weirder by the day, it feels to me at the moment. But uh, I count my little blessings. I appreciate my little lot in life and uh, just keep plodding on as best as you can, really. But there we go. i tell you a man who wasn't plodding along at the weekend, though, and that was Dustin Johnson. 20 under par. First time anybody's shot uh, 20 under par at the US Masters. His second major. He really is a mega talent, isn't he? Just put us into context, his achievements at this weekend's Masters. Well, yeah, he certainly, um, he certainly played the best of everyone playing up uh, at the Masters this year. And he, he basically uh, left everyone behind. He, he played superbly and uh, his scoring was tremendous. I mean, 20 under par winning total was as a, as a record for the Masters or level par if you're Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, um, who thought it was a par 67, but we'll maybe come on to that later. But uh, no, he, he blitzed it. He played the best all week uh, and he was probably one of the most deserved winners for a long, long time. He, he led from the front and... Uh, he was sheer quality. He's such a consistent player and his second major now, and I'm sure there'll be many more in his uh, future career. Uh, one thing on the Dustin Johnson story that I found quite compelling um, is that his brother is his caddy, isn't he? Austin Johnson. And they've been caddying together since 2013. And since then, uh, as a team, obviously Johnson, um, you know, following the instructions and actually performing it, but, you know, give the caddies their juice. Um, you know, they've won 17 tournaments as a tandem. It's pretty powerful isn't it and uh, I guess it must be quite reassuring because one thing for sure you need to trust your caddy don't you and you spend so much time with them well yeah but that, it was it was noticeable to see when when the victory was in the bag how emotional it was and how uh, incredible the, the the embrace was between uh, the brothers and uh, yeah I mean bear in mind you know, if you caddy if you caddy professionally you get 10 percent of, of your uh, of your boss's winnings so not only has he been good to have, you, have his brother rung on the bag for emotional support, but it's been good for Austin's bank balance as well. He's uh, had a good time. But no, they're a good double act. Uh, I believe Austin's a very good golfer and, uh, and helps uh, Aust- helps uh, Dustin a lot with his, with his putting. And, and you can see them do a lot of work on the greens, uh, helping out getting the lane and, and the pace of the, of the putts. So, uh, yeah, a good combination. And uh, very few uh, very few top players have had a family member on the bag uh, caddying for them over the years. I was trying to think about as many as I could and uh, couldn't come up with very many, Tony. Been a few kind of um, partners, haven't they? I think Fado's ex-partner was his caddy uh, back in the day and what have you. But yeah, I think it is quite, I wouldn't say unique, but it's certainly quite a rare one and a great, rare talent is Dustin Johnson, convinced there's many more majors in his near future. Um, but just a thing I wanted to talk about there, just quickly about the caddy. I remember when uh, Tiger was in his pomp, that Steve Williams, the New Zealand caddy, was technically New Zealand's uh, most wealthy sports person for about the best part of a decade. So, yes, it's, it's an interesting one. But focusing back now to this Masters, you mentioned the man of scientist. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned the scientist. Yes, it was a, it was a, good, it was a good pub quiz. Yeah, it's, it's a fact. It's exciting. You know, as you say, 10% of uh, Tiger's winnings, is, uh, it's, uh, not, uh, it's not to be sniffed at. Anyway, uh, you mentioned there the scientist de Chambre, uh, so superior in the, the previous uh, mass, uh, major that he won. 
And I don't know, I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek, he never seemed to get going, but claiming that par for him was 67, I don't think he will look back at that as one of his proudest statements or moments, really. A tough tournament for him. Well, yeah, I mean, if you go, if you start off with that sort of comment, that, that's, there's only one way from there's only one way from there, and that's, and that's down. And it, it's quite easy when you come from out of the pack to win a, a golf tournament, even a major, like you did at the U.S. Open, in some respects. But uh, now there's the uh, the pressure of expectancy on on his shoulders, and uh, it, it, it it weighed heavy on them, and uh, he, he didn't do the business. And uh, he was very lucky to make the cut in the end. He struggled big time, and uh, it was noticeable that. Uh, he was probably able to try too hard to live up to this new uh, superstar um, villain, and uh, it didn't it didn't work out for him. He'll come back another day, and I think he will have learned a lot, maybe even about himself in this uh, particular uh, Masters. Uh, but we will watch this space. So many talented golfers at the moment, though. It really is an exciting time for the wonderful sport, isn't it? Well, I mean, this is the only one who needs to get the sort of career grand slam, and that's the sort of... Uh, monkey on his back um he's got some very poor statistics for playing the front nine holes at augusta compared to the back nine holes um and everyone thought possibly playing the playing the tournament from two tees because of the short daylight mm-hmm. starting two two or four rounds from the from the 10th made, made a difference and he got off to a pretty shabby start uh, but as you say once it uh, once it had that bad round the shackles did come off and, and he played he played really really well um and it'll be just ruined that that uh, poor start coming out of the block slow, but uh, looked very good. Um, it suited him a little bit. They often said that he, he, he likes to play on a, a soft, uh, all carry golf course, and uh, it had been very, very wet, and the ball wasn't uh, bouncing around so much as it normally does, and the greens weren't so firm and fiery as they normally are at Augusta, making the, the chipping and the putting tough, which is a, a type of golf course that, that Rory likes. So that, that soft conditions meant he could uh, play his more and uh, he'll be just uh, ruining that first uh, that first morning yeah brilliant points uh, and you really touched upon something that i think is quite important here obviously i'm delighted that the green jacket was uh, available that we've had a- another major this year uh, we've fitted in three out of four haven't we in a challenging year but historically the um, the masters is usually april time and here in november um so again do you think this later time has contributed to some of these high scores? Again, Dustin Johnson, first man to uh, shoot uh, 20 under. Um, debutant Sungji Im, lowest debutant score. Um, Cameron Smith, we've mentioned, first to shoot four rounds under 60s. And indeed, um, the cuts, I think, was, uh, was par. And that's the lowest it's been in 84 times the tournament's been held. So a very um, low scoring, so to speak, affair. Do you think that later time of the year, November, has had a kind of an effect on this scoring this weekend? Well, I think, um, I think technically, I think the, the cut was a high. It was, it was 50 players made the cut this year. So that's probably what affected that more than the actual score. But I think the way the golf course played uh, led to the scores being lower for sure. Normally, it's um, it's all around the greens. There, the greens are normally very, very firm, very, very quick, and it's very difficult to get close to the tricky pin positions and keep the ball there. And they're very, once you've missed a green, they're very difficult to chip to as well. And with it being very, very wet, you still there's a huge deluge actually on the first morning, causing a suspension of three hours. But the lead up to that had been very, very wet, and. Uh, the golf course was playing softer than it normally would, not again, contributing to the, the, the ball being able to be hit closer to the hole and it's staying there. So I think that was the main factor. Um, it looked beautiful to me on TV and some of the pictures of the, 
the autumnal trees at Augusta compared to the April rhododendrons were beautiful. Yeah. Um, but the golf course certainly played more, um, more, more easy. I've got to tell you, just so delighted that we got the Masters in. That iconic green jacket uh, claimed by Dustin Johnson was, of course, handed over to him by defending champion Tiger Woods. Um, tough four days for Tiger. Showed flashes, I think, of his, you know, his perennial qualities. Finished one under, tied for 38th. Tiger will challenge again as he still seeks to uh, get close to Nicholas's record. But just briefly, Gary, your thoughts on Tiger Woods' efforts across the uh, Masters weekends? Well, I think everyone was very impressed by his early, early form in the first few rounds. And he hadn't, hadn't come into the tournament with form, but he was swinging the golf club lovely. And he looked very relaxed and looked at ease. And the putting stroke was working well. But I think as the week went on, he seemed to tire a little bit and, and it makes you wonder whether he's got another major or any tournament without um, without the preparation and uh, practice in other tournaments so it's a shame but um, still he looked very very good to me and uh, everyone, I'm sure everyone on the leaderboard was very nervous when his name was on there for the first two days you know what I would say never um, rule out Tiger Woods he's made a, a career and a life of uh, turning things around so watch this space but as we said Gary it is such a rich array of global talent at the moment it's just tough isn't it to get any major but watch this space a man who knows a thing or two about major winning is the oldest player ever to make the cut at the masters credit to bernard langer i'll tell you what i love this stat um gary he's played at augusta against a player born in 1901 and also a player born in 2001 so the 63 year old bernard langer twice winner spans a century of opponents goodness me credit to him he's had a great weekend and uh, the old boy still can swing can't he that's a quality stat that is Tony I'm impressed with that one that's very good to make a note of that one um yeah that's good that's amazing I mean he's uh, he's he's been a, he's been a multiple winner there he um he even beat Mr DeChambeau by a shot in the end as well so that just goes to show you where the game's at how it can be played by people of many different manners and eras and styles and uh, personalities. So, yeah, pretty impressive, yeah. And to make the cut, I think he held a, a good long putt on, the, on Saturday to make the cut right on the mark and then played, played again with Ship the Shambo and decided, uh, yeah, I'll just beat you by one shot at 63 years old, have, have it. And, uh, yeah, good, good for the game. Absolutely. And again, finishing three under, as you rightly say, ahead of the scientist, Deschambro. So raising a glass to Mr. Bernard Langer, a, a real class act. Um, Gary, what a, what a masters. It's been brilliant to chat through with you. Uh, I know we're locked down. I know it's challenging. Is there anything at all on the European tour for us to give us a little beacon of hope? Or what's, what's the uh, kind of latest European tour news? Yeah, the European tour is still going strong. We're playing right the way through to the end of the year. We're, uh, we're playing our trade in South Africa at the minute. We've got uh, what they call co-sanctioned events with the Sunshine Tour, or the South African Tour, uh, over the next three weeks. At the minute, we're in Joburg, and then the next two tournaments will be in uh, Leopard Creek and in Sun City. And then that will lead us to uh, the uh, fine part of the world that we often visit, and then to the UAE to do the European Tour um, race to Dubai will end up in, in Dubai, funnily enough, uh, with two tournaments on the uh, Jumeirah Estates, Fire and Earth Causes. 
so yeah, we're going through right the way through to the second week of December. Hey, excellent stuff. And always, Gary, I know lots of people are excited about golf. It's a, uh, you know, I think it's just continuing to entice us all with these big names and these eclectic array of talents. And I know that's applied, of course, in the European Tour. Can you just remind us of the best website to learn more about the European Tour action? Yeah, you can look at europeantour.com or you can look at at European Tour on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and you'll get all the live scores on the website and you'll get all the news and information and event uh, event links um, on all those uh, platforms. Hey, Tom and Gary, listen, it's always a pleasure to enjoy your company. You keep well, you keep safe. I look forward to uh, enjoying your, the time with you again very soon. Have a good evening. Hey, thanks, Tony. All the very best.